This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And this guy, Ryan Pace, should be fired if this is all he can do. And his coach, Matt Nagy, because he didn't want to coach Trubisky, he wanted to pine away for his days as assistant in Kansas City where he had Mahomes as a red shirt. He should be fired because he doesn't want to coach Trubisky. These guys, I've been telling you this for three or four years. They are a disaster. They have led to ruin the Chicago Bears. And the Bears aren't always great, but they're not this incompetent. This is awful. (laughs) <laughs> keep going mike wilbon keep going baby love it oh fired. my god fired you see you see Fi- not not disciplined not criticized fired death death you must die um okay well we had and still have grand plans for today's Mackie and judge show we've got write that down predictions we've got so i i was dealing with some moving stuff yesterday. And so I didn't get to deliver uh, the Vikings takes that I wanted to you, Judd, except via text. And we're going to get to all those things. But here is a report that came out this morning. Speaking of the Chicago Bears, a cor- apparently Dan Patrick is reporting that the Chicago Bears offered three first-round picks, three first-round picks, a third, and two starting players for Russell Wilson. And Seattle said, nah, I think we're good. I think we're good on that. Um, Thanks for the offer. Appreciate it. And so the Bears turn around, always in quarterback turmoil, and they sign Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton to the Bears, to me, is the chef's kiss, perfect relationship to cap off 50 years of Chicago Bears putrid and irrelevant quarterback play. Now, of course, self-aware, I think we know that like even with those putrid, irrelevant, lowly quarterbacks, they still beat the Vikings all the time, especially at Soldier Field. And so we get that. They beat the Vikings with Mitch Trubisky. But uh, nothing's more hilarious than the Chicago Bears fan base wringing their hands over Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. And so, John, I think it would be appropriate, and AJ is in for Declan today, if we started the show off with some Bears vent line, courtesy of our friends at The Score in Chicago. And, and, and that take is that this all but guarantees that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to be gone next season because I don't think anybody in their right mind thinks adding Andy Dalton to this, to this team and this franchise puts them over the hump to be able to win a playoff game. You know, like I'm a Cubs fan, it's been... You know, like I'm a Cubs fan. It's been brutal for years, but then, you know, we had great, um, we had a great 16. I get it. Now the Bears, like with the Bears, you know, they're just, you know, I'm not going to not be a Bears fan, but man, they're just like, they're making it tough, man. You know, you guys, you know, try to have a good one. How great is that? I mean, listen, like, I, 
had to put out a, a text to our friend Rami yesterday just to see, like, dude, are you are you okay? Are you okay as a Bears fan today? Check on check on if you have a Bears fan friend or family member, someone in your life, just send them a note, a voice memo, whatever it is. Just 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 make sure they're okay today. As much as we look at the Vikings and Kirk Cousins contract, like we sit here and haggle over, let's say the tenth or twelfth best quarterback in the NFL's contract, rightfully so. Bears fans, I think, would walk and crawl across broken glass to have Kirk Cousins right now. Unless you're telling me you'd rather have Andy Dalton for $10 million, which a couple people made the case in my in my mentions yesterday. The greatest part, though, is that you start the day or you start the last basically two weeks at least talking about Russell Wilson. How can we get Russell Wilson? I mean, Russell Wilson is available. And Deshaun Watson, too. They were in the Deshaun Watson discussions. Yeah. And, you, and you end the day with... Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton. Now, now there would be a case to be made, actually, that a one-year, $10 million investment that's going to be done quickly might not be the worst thing in the world if you had any faith that this franchise had any clue what it was doing at quarterback. But again, I will refer you to the fact that he, even with the Jay Cutler years, which were not awful, that the best quarterback in Bears history might be Sid Luckman, okay? So that is, that's where I think there's a disconnect of, hold on a second, you're talking about Russell Wilson. You were talking about solving our problems probably for, if you're a Bears fan, seven, eight years. And who's going to go to a podium or, or a Zoom conference call now? Andy bleeping Dalton. The, who, so I, you're, who I do have a write that down forecast about today, by the way. I do oh, have yeah. a Andy Dalton write that down forecast because I, I I'll foreshadow that I think he will do one thing positive for the Bears in 2021. I like it. Uh, by the way, Sid Luckman, if you're right that the Bears' best quarterback in franchise history is Sid Luckman, then he would, if he were still alive, be turning 105 years old in November of 2021. Okay. Um, let's hear from some more depressed and hilariously sad Bears fans. AJ. <laughs> The Chicago Bears organization, why are you always the suckers of the NFL? You always got to go for the sloppy third, fourth, and fifth, the bottom of the barrel, the scum underneath the pickle barrel. Chicago Bears continue to lie to us, give us BS conferences. Ryan Pace, <laughs> I can't wait to get fired and people just make some changes because I'm freaking pissed. What was the last thing you said? I'm what? I'm I'm freaking pissed or the part before that he came came very close to now that's a meltdown from Chicago that I want like when I think of Bears vent line that's what I think of that meltdown. that's I don't blame him I mean I love listen now they're they're in different circumstances if everyone's jobs weren't on the line like like this is the year that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are are going to get fired if they don't do something like the Bears are at a point where they got to get to the playoffs or make some noise or show some progress at quarterback, right? And so from that perspective, that's why Andy Dalton is hilarious. Now, I could, and maybe I will make this point on Purple Daily today, I could make the point that a $10 million, yeah, slightly below average, you know, 20th best quarterback in the NFL, Andy Dalton's probably lower than that now. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just signed a $10 million contract with Washington. I, I, I could make a case right now. I don't think I'd put Andy Dalton in this sense, but like I could make a case that I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick and flexibility, $10 million in flexibility, than Kirk Cousins for $31 million, the third highest cap hit 
in the NFL. But not when when your jobs are on the line and you've had 50 plus years of quarterback carousel and Andy Dalton is the guy that's going to come save the day for you. I understand why there's a bunch of ledge jumping Bears fans today. Let's hear some more. There's no help coming at QB with the Dalton move. It can't be. Look at the holes that are left in this team. Look at the cap hell that the Bears are in. They completely missed the mark. This was their opportunity to clear the slate, clear the GM, clear the coach, clear the QB, get rid of these big, hefty, aging defensive contracts that were there, and they screwed it up because that's what they do. And I'll tell you what, right now, you get Dalton, they have zero chance to be competitive at all this year. Zero. So you're going to get rid of, uh, you know, Pace and Nagy in one more year. It's exactly what, you know, the Bears ownership does. They're a bottom three franchise, and they're showing it right now. So mm-hmm. it's one year they flush down the toilet. I'll move on, and I'll be fine. <laughs> Those poor people. But you know what this is? They're, they're still going to beat the Vikings at Soldier Field, by the way. Oh, hands down. This is very indicative of of – the league-wide problem of quarterback desperation and how hard these guys are to identify and find and how panicked teams absolutely get when they think that there's a fighting chance that they might not get in the musical chairs. That's, you know, this goes back to the Ponder draft. The Ponder draft had what? It had um, it had Ponder, it had Cam Newton, it had Blaine Gabbard, if I'm not mistaken, and a fourth guy. Anyway, long story short, that was absolute panic among most of those teams, including the Vikings at the time, about, oh, my God, we got to get somebody. We got to get somebody. I don't even care who it is at this point. Yeah. It's quarterback. It is musical chairs that happens on a consistent basis, and it's desperation. Yeah, I think, like, I brought up the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. Washington is doing it right. Washington might still draft a quarterback, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, and before him, there was a couple other guys. I mean, Nick Foles has kind of become this – um Who's the other? My God, his name escapes me. He uh, backup quarterback, uh, McCown, right? Josh McCown, yeah. like like guys that guys that are just a new team every year or two that you pay half or a third of what you would pay an actual starting quarterback, but they give you like seventy five percent of the production and mm-hmm. you maintain flexibility. Um, so that like from that perspective, I actually envy what Washington's doing, but it's just, hol- do we have any more? Can we just play a couple oh. more before we get to some Vikings takes? <laughs> just hilarious. Does anyone believe Andy Dalton improves the Super Bowl chances or playoff win chances for the Bears? And as a starter or a backup, if you're going to spend $10 million plus on a guy, does he improve the chances you're going to win a playoff game or a Super Bowl? And I'd say no. Is there anyone who thinks that he does? So I think it's a great move. Um, you got to think about it businessly. You got to think about ratings. We're going to watch the Bears with Andy Dalton back there, you know, regardless of how we feel about it. There's no reason to have both these guys the same kind of wear and tear at present attires and also around the same money. I think Foles is a little bit cheaper. And I think we all agree Foles is probably better. But I don't mind them just kind of going into the draft. But keeping these two guys, on the team for yeah, you know, not only not uh, exciting, but it makes no sense. That's about it for Bears vet line. But- okay, we need to go back. We the third guy, the third guy. There, there's like two calls there that are great, and the third guy is fantastic. So so let's go back on on Purple D- Daily when that comes around and absolutely play call three. 
because call three is the meltdown I want. I do not want logic. I do not want reason. That's boring. I want people that are pissed off. And the third guy was very pissed off. That was good. There's no reason to have both these guys, the same kind of wear and tear at present attires and also around the same money. I think Foles is a little bit cheaper and I think we all agree Foles is probably better, but I don't mind them just kind of going into the draft, but keeping these two guys on the team for, you know, it's not only not uh, exciting, but it makes no sense. My favorite thing about that call is you can tell that was towards the end of the show because his voice is just so beat down that this is sink <laughs> in that Andy Dalton is now the new quarterback of the Chicago bears. It's finally <laughs> his reality. He's, he's been trying to grasp it for the past hour, listening to everybody call in. He's waited on hold to say his take and people are just re- reiterating the same things over and over. And he's just like, he, it's really my quarterback now. I can't handle this. And he just sounds so defeated. It's amazing. It's the, it's the realization you have. And I get it. We're in a glass house here. You know, the Minnesota Vikings, it's not exactly following the Kansas city chiefs here or, uh, or Tom Brady Patriots and Buccaneers um, real quick uh, all week long and all next week here on score North and Mackie and Judd. We're in a very giving mood because every day until March 26th, one person who opens the score North app is going to win a hundred dollars. So we're doing that straight up. We're in a giving mood. Our sponsors are helping us out. We're giving away a hundred dollars to someone who opens the score North app. That person will also be entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. So here's how you can enter. And by the way, it's, it's uh, Minnesota and greater surrounding area for this particular contest. Open the Score North app. It's free to download. It's also your central hub for all Score North content, judge written work. Register and enter the Pick Your Prize contest through the listener rewards link in the app. Back in a second with Vikings takes thoughts from the first couple days of free agency. Now think about what the Vikings want to do after an uncharacteristically poor defensive effort last season by Mike Zimmer's defense. You bring in Tomlinson. He weighs 318 pounds. They signed last year Michael Pierce. He opted out. He's a 340 pounder. I'm told the goal is to play those two side by side. 658 pounds of beef in the middle to eat up blocks and let the likes of Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr run free. Wow, dude, give me some, get, feed me meat and potatoes after that breakdown by our uh, mutual friend, Tom Pelissero, Judd. You know what? Here's what I love. The Vikings, I figured it out, Phil. The Vikings are going to win a Super Bowl. What they're going to do is take a time machine and win it in 1994. Wow, so they're negative. Go back and win the 1990, because you know what? Zim's got his two Dalvins now. He's got his Dalvin <laughs> to run the ball, and he's got his Dalvin to stop the run. And damn it, if those things don't result in a, a Lombardi trophy that's going to be awarded to them by either Pete Rozelle or Paul Tagliabue, I don't know what does, okay? You got Delvins on both sides of the football now. Think about it, man. Think about the meat and potatoes. Think about it. No one can run against the Vikings, and the Vikings can run against everybody, I think. You're so, you're so negative. I will say I believe ESPN Stats and Information found the very important nugget that there's only two Delvins in NFL history and both play for the Minnesota Vikings. You see? Did they, is that true? <laughs> I think it, I legitimately think it's true. That's hilarious if it's true. I love it. Yeah. So, all right, well, let, let's start with Delvin Tomlinson. So it it, it sounds like, and we've, so we, we've all been texting the last uh, day. I, I haven't been able to deliver my takes on this to you on, on a microphone. Um, so, all right. I think people are, he's a really good player. Let's start there. 
Delvin Tomlinson is a really good interior defensive lineman who uh, he's mostly a nose tackle who can play three technique. I think, you know, when, when we think of the quintessential three technique, Kevin Williams is is the one that you think of in Minnesota Vikings history, right? Just one of the one of the great and multifaceted, a big fat nose tackle, and Pat who was fantastic. Yep, but I th- I think people are mistakenly equating Dalvin Tomlinson and the signing and the and the pairing of him with Michael Pierce to the Williams wall from twelve years ago. That like oh like Pelissero even said you know you got six hundred fifty pounds oh. of beef. And and so I, let's separate fact from fantasy here. And the facts are good for the Vikings. I'm not going to sit here and com- completely rag on this. I saw our our friend Arif Hassan from The Athletic just basically spent two days fighting people on Twitter over why this is a terrible signing. I'm, I'm not going to go that far. Um, Tomlinson is very good as a space-eating, run-stopping, interior defensive lineman, mostly at nose tackle. Michael Pierce is also a very good space-eating interior defensive lineman, right? And so with those two guys playing next to each other, the Vikings should be very, very good at stopping the run. First and second down, the running downs, the Vikings, if if if, if they had a checklist this offseason of things that they wanted to accomplish, and, and on that list was just get into more second and nines instead of second and fives, right? This will help prevent the run on first and second down. The, my problem with the signing is that these guys don't traditionally play on third down. And I think the two biggest needs you had on that checklist going into the offseason were pass protection offensively, which we can have that discussion here where those where that stands three days into free agency and pass rush. The Vikings were the Vikings weren't great at stopping the run either. So like the whole defense needed to be fixed. But Michael Pierce coming back helps fix your run defense, period, right away, right? Yeah. And so I think if you've got a limited amount of money and they've been clearing more money and the Adam Thielen uh, signing bonus, et cetera, like they've got money cleared. And so I'm not saying you can't spend it on anything else. But when your first big splash and big chunk is on something, to me, that isn't going to help necessarily the first two things on that. And some people are going to say, well, those guys are going to take up a ton of space and allow blitzers to come through. It's like, well, ideally you would get pressure with your front four, not use your front four to bring additional players into the mix to blitz all the time. And ideally, these guys would be able to play on third down. And again, I, and maybe they have visions. Maybe that maybe they look at Tomlinson and say, no, no, no. We will play him more on third down because we think there's more of a pass rusher in there. Um, but he's not Kevin Williams. He is a he is a space eating run stopper first who can get after the quarterback a little from the interior. And I just worry that it's not addressing the biggest elephant in the room need defensively. That's where I'm at with this. Not well, totally Dal- out on it, but. No, it, to be clear, Dalvin Tomlinson is a nice addition to the team. And if you didn't have Michael Pierce, I think it's a really good one. Um, it, it's very clear that their intention is to play Tomlinson at three tech and to leave him in, I guess, then on third down. Uh in fact, Arif retweeted what PFF has about Tomlinson, which is he is very good at stopping the run and he is very average against the pass. And what is the league made up of in 2021? At least usually on good teams, one interior lineman who can get after the quarterback and collapse the pocket. Because we know from watching Kirk that the pressure from the outside takes a while to get there. But if I can be in your face immediately, your life is hell. 
So I guess my first point about Tomlinson is, can you make him into a rushing presence who is going to get to the quarterback quickly? Because if we're literally talking about two nose tackle types clogging up the middle of the line, I'm not joking. We're talking about 1995. That's what that, that's what that is. And it was great back then. And I love fat guys. Heck, I'm a fat guy these days myself. But that was that was, you know, going on 30 years ago. Now, you brought up something that we didn't discuss uh, too much yesterday on Purple Daily when I was talking to Declan about Tomlinson, and that's this one. So let's say that your intention is we got two guys who are going to eat a ton of space. Um, so on certain passing downs, we can get pressure from our linebackers. Does that mean you intend to let Anthony Barr consistently rush? Because you never, you have never done that so far, and he has not proven it to be a strength. So I guess my next question is, if this is setting up to allow a pass rush from elsewhere or some blitzes, are you really going to be committed to doing that? The only thing I told Declan, and if Zimmer is forced to do this, it's a good thing, Phil. The only thing that this could signify to me is, are you going to get creative and unveil what you did in the playoff game against the Saints? When for the first and only time consistently, Hunter and Griffin moved inside and provided pressure on passing downs, and it actually worked great. The game plan was fantastic, but you've never committed to doing that full time. Yeah. So there, there are some questions here about what your intentions are as far as the line goes. But I like Dalvin Tomlinson. I think it's a good signing as far as a quality player goes. As far as what your needs are, here's my greatest fear. Zim, in classic Zim fashion, reacts on, on I think, a very small, that one game can't happen again level. And I think what he saw was Christmas Day against the Saints. And I think he said, no one is ever going to run for that many yards against me again. Who do I get to stop that right now? Yeah. Two and, big fat guys, which which he's not wrong, but but uh, but he's not a coordinator. He is a head coach. I think your thinking has to be up much higher about, yes, we need to stop the run too, but what ultimately gets our team as a whole to being the best possible? So let's not fixate on what went wrong in a couple of games. Let's fixate on everything that's going to make my team, my entire team, as good as possible. Yeah. Also worth noting, I, I don't know if it was sort of a zero sum, either this guy or this guy, but it kind of feels like Tomlinson was their plan C because they went after Carl Lawson and they whiffed. Right. And he signed for like 15 million a year, which, you know, that's I think I think you're seeing a lot of the, the top guys at their position are going to get the big money. And and this is it's going to be interesting to see if the Vikings can take advantage of this second wave where there's just not as much money to go around, but they're still credible good players at positions of need for the Vikings but but in terms of what they were looking to do on the defensive uh, line front Carl Lawson was plan A they whiffed on him and then it sounds like Trey Hendrickson was plan B another edge rusher and they whiffed on him and he signed for an ungodly amount of money uh, with the Bengals so it so it, it kind of it, I don't know it just it's not a bad signing it's a weird fit it's a wishful thinking fit. I don't think it helps you on third down, but they might argue third downs are going to be easier because he's playing on first and second down. So I get that aspect of it too, but it just kind of feels like a plan C wishful thinking uh, signing here. But this is a league now, and it's what makes the league fun, Phil, where we know a lot of downs are passing downs because unlike the Vikings, a lot of teams like to pass. So I guess my question is this, and if the answer is yes, then God bless you. 
can Dalvin Tomlinson get consistent pressure and push on the pocket from the inside, not just on third down, but on multiple downs? Yeah. Okay. Because Michael Michael Pierce is a huge man, and if he stands there and stops the run up the a gap, I'm fine with that. That's awesome. They need that. But you, what you can't do is you can't you you literally. I mean, think about what I'm saying here. If you're literally saying we are going to stop the run at any cost and have two fat guys side by side, okay, you tell me this. How long is it going to take this league to adjust to that strategy? And how many teams go into games saying, oh, if we can't run, we're dead? Yeah. Like, do Actually, the good teams say, we're dead? No, they don't. They say, we'll get our running back the ball through other means. <laughs> like, so that that's what I that's what I, I don't know that the Vikings always think about how the league operates now. I think they think about how Zim likes to operate. Yeah, and again, the the Williams Wall, like there's there, there's just been a lot of references to this is the, this is the modern version of the Williams Wall. Yeah, it's a it's a diet version, not in weight. These guys might weigh more than the Williams Wall. Although Pat Williams, it's funny, Pat Williams was always listed at three fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, Dude's yes. le- that dude's left leg weighs 315 for God's listed at 318. I'm skeptical. Yeah, no chance. Uh, I saw, I saw, I should have brought this up before we uh, started rolling here, but I saw Michael Pierce. There was a workout video. I don't know if you guys saw him like an agility video. And it's just this 300 some odd pound man doing like agility jumps and things that you and I would never be able to do for more than five seconds. So I, it will yeah, be. Re- I'm fascinated to see it. Mike Zimmer is still a wonderfully creative defensive schemer, and um, I, I think, you know, again, getting him tools that he feels comfortable with. As long as he's your coach, you're committed to him. I think it's important, but at the same time, I just don't know if this addresses their most pressing needs necessarily. Here's another mm-hmm. interesting detail about the Tomlinson contract, according to the Athletic. The New York Giants beat reporter from The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He said this morning the Vikings added three void years to lower the cap hits on Dalvin Tomlinson's contract and to ensure that his cap hit is only $6 million this year. Yep. And so there's because of this, this is all very complicated cap speak. It's a two-year contract with like $20 million guaranteed out of the $22 million or something. And then there's some incentives in there for sacks. Mm-hmm. So anyways... It's a contract designed to have a lower cap hit this year so that they can go out and sign other free agents, but the salary cap is fake. It's kind of fake, but here's where it's not fake. There's going to be $7.5 million in dead money to the cap in 2023 after Tomlinson's off the roster. So the, this is this is very much an all-in this year or next year move as the Vikings look to stack dead money on a player that won't likely won't be. Maybe they resign him, but like, that dead money could be on the salary cap for a Vikings team that doesn't have Dalvin Tomlinson in, in two years because uh, let's just deal with it later, right? That's their mindset right now. The good news is is by 23, the, the cap might be huge. Who knows at, at that point? But yeah, it, it looks like the majority of the details that are coming out on contracts right now that were agreed to on Monday, almost every team is doing this. So, so n- no one can afford to or wants to take a huge cap hit for 21 so they're deferring it out, blah, blah. It's confusing as hell. Um, but as far as needs go, yeah. So according to Chad Graff, his uh, Twitter account today, the Vikings are still in on O-line. 
I hope so. The left side of their O-line is empty right now. Secondary. And then what I have heard. Reckless speculation. Oh, here the we Vikings go. Are, are not surprisingly, and this is Zimmer again, the Vikings are not surprisingly in still on defensive linemen. And in fact, uh, there's about three or four teams, including the Eagles, who need to get to the cap by 3 p.m. today and aren't there yet. So they have to, in some way, shed salary and we're talking about some pretty good players who teams don't want to trade and so the vikings are in talks about possibly going after a defensive end that way okay so and and i do buy look i don't agree with it but i do buy completely that the head coach's complete vision is on one thing right now and that's defense and it's up front it just is i i don't know how Short of him being gone, I don't know how to explain this away uh, because, again, the left side of your offensive line with Reef gone now is empty. And we can talk about, well, they'll get people. Don't worry about it. Well, that's how you get Dakota Dozier. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a guy. We'll, yeah. we'll go to, we'll go to um, Kmart. We'll find a guy. So there's a big, to me, there's a big difference between We'll find somebody, calm down, and, oh, we found somebody who could actually play there. And this is Kirk Cousins' blind side. And the the longer this goes at left tackle, I'm becoming more and more convinced there's a very good chance Brian O'Neill is your opening day left tackle and somebody else playing right tackle. Do we think the Orlando Brown trade thing is dead? Uh, no, I don't think it's dead. And here's, and here's what I think it might be the case because things are so fluid right now as far as guys being um being signed blah 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 uh if brown remains available which he does keep in mind trent williams got traded at the draft last year not this time of year so i guess i'm not i'm won't be completely shocked if there is a trade of orlando brown jr to somebody if it happens more towards the draft too and look if you get him game changer to me yeah Interesting. And by the way, uh, cheap plug again, daily Vikings discussions, entertainment on Purple Daily, too. We're doing deep dives into all this stuff and more. So be sure to check us out on Purple Daily if you aren't already. Apple, Spotify, Scornorth app and uh, also YouTube. Before we jump into our write that down predictions for the week, gentlemen, and AJ, you're making your this is your write that down debut, right? Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh, dude. I have a this couple stashed away and, it, you know, it, I'm excited to see whether you guys think they're actually just into the gap for a single or if we're hitting him out of the park. So I don't want, I just don't want it to be like a Trevor May debut in Oakland where he, he couldn't throw a strike and he, he walked like seven batters and stuff and like, just, just, uh, just make some solid contact before we get I mean, into, Oh, go I'm ahead. Go ahead. I'm either going to be Tony Gwynn in his prime, or I'm going to be Chris Davis in his less than prime. So <laughs> Chris Davis, which, which one <laughs> the guy that just got traded to Texas or the guy that's stunk in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with Baltimore, though. AJ, let's hit it. Write that down. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. All right, boys. Let's get it. We are the only show in America times two now because we do football uh, predictions on Purple Daily. The only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions, holds each other accountable, 
Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to be part, so usually we have listener guest predictors on this week. Um, we just have a million things happening and we had some scheduling conflicts and Declan is out the next couple of days. So we are, we're no guest listener predictors this week. AJ is going to be predicting on behalf of the guest listeners, uh, making his debut today. So you can, if you want to be part of the show, just send a DM to me at Phil Mackey or at Dex's tweets on Twitter and we'll get you in the mix. Um, wow. No shortage of things to potentially throw out there today, Judd. I'm, I'm excited to hear what everyone has in store here. Well, this is fun. And you know what? What? Finally, in, in our uh, purple daily, write that down. We can finally start to have some of those football predictions come off the board so our batting averages can reflect, or I'm sorry, our completion percentage can accurately reflect how we're doing. Let's just say that there, 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 there was a shakeup at the top of the completion percentage board on Purple Daily today. There yeah. absolutely should be. Yep. All right, let's get to the accountability session here, boys. We'll start with Judd Zolgad, who is the batting average leader heading into the week and the reigning defending batting average champion and home run champion. He said the Wild will score two or more power play goals between last week's write that down and this week's write that down. That was correct. They did. Nice job. Good job, Wild. Yeah, but they didn't. They barely got there, man. This power play is atrocious. They're good, but that power play is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I think they had exactly two. I think they did. So I was very fortunate to get that right. Yep. All right. I had a rough week. I said, all right, by this time next week, the Wild will have no power play goals. They actually had one, I think, like five hours after we recorded. Write that down last week. Ye a little faith. I told you guys. Yeah. I told you guys Michelle would win this season of The Bachelor. <sighs> so Declan's not here to help talk me through this. But let me explain it to you guys. All right. Uh-huh. So Michelle inexplicably, inexplicably finished runner up on The Bachelor and then was awarded her own season of The Bachelorette next fall. So she's she was so heartbroken and devastated and they felt so bad for her. Minnesota Michelle, she's the teacher for me, Dinah that she will be featured as the bachelorette this coming fall. So it wound up working out pretty well for her. And you could say that really because she becomes the bachelorette that she really won the season, but Matt James picked another woman. And so this prediction uh, does not count. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, not really. Sure. I'm sure you are. Breaks my heart. Uh, and then I told you guys that uh, I don't know why or when I predicted this, but I told you go. I got, I got really high on the Gophers after they beat Michigan apparently and said that they would reach the sweet 16 in 2021 yikes and then i I was kind of hoping that like as i saw that prediction on the board i was kind of hoping oh maybe they'll get to the nit and and reach the sweet 16 and i can just sort of like i can i can award the point on a technical they didn't even make the nit for god's sakes they fell so far out of the picture they got their head coach fired or he got himself fired yeah but he got a new job yeah right away New Mexico came calling. All right, listeners, I just want to throw this one out. This one this one did not come off the board yet, but it is in play. It's a multi-item parlay. Bennett predicted a reputable source will report the Vikings have interest in Joe Tooney and or Brandon Scherf. Pelissero linked Joe Tooney to the Vikings, but neither will be signed, and it will lead to the Vikings drafting an offensive lineman with their first two picks in the draft. So that one, the first item has triggered. The second item has triggered because he signed somewhere else and 
the third item is still on the board for the draft. For uh, I'm, I'm afraid the last part of that's not going to happen. I think one of the two might be a for or could be an offensive lineman, but I don't think he's going to get both of you. I would be shocked if I would. they took linemen with their first two picks. The coach might have something to say about that. Yep. And then Jacob said at least two of the following players will not be on the Vikings by the next regular season. Anthony Barr, Riley Reef, he gone. Kyle Rudolph gone. Shamar Stephan gone. And Neil Hunter. Well, may, four. maybe four, depending yeah. on Neil Hunter. That's nice. Good job. So that was correct. Declan, he went one for two. Declan said the Wild will win at least three of their next four games. They did. He also said that one of the three remaining Bachelor contestants will voluntarily leave the show before it ends. That did not happen. They were all systematically eliminated by Matt James himself, just devastating the hearts of women everywhere. And so these are the statistics here. Judd Zolgat up to 500. Oh, somebody's hot. With a home run. Declan at 429 with a home run. I'm at 286 with no home runs. Listeners at 158 with no home runs. All-time stats, Judd, 152 hits. That leads everyone nine home runs. I have 116 hits, but a league-leading 10 home runs in my career. The listeners have 91 hits and nine home runs, and Declan has 43 hits and three home runs. So here's how this is going to work. It's just the three of us today. It's Mackie, Judd, and AJ. AJ, by the way, uh, we're introducing him to the audience here on this show. He was when 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 Ventline was uh, was a radio production for the last couple of years, 2019 and 20 or no, 18 and 19. AJ was uh, was our producer for that show. And so he's been along for the Vikings ride. And uh, and it's fun to have him on this show for the first time. So we're going to go around the room. We're going to start with Judd. AJ, back to me. We'll make three trips. They must be quantifiable. Judd Zolgad, lead us off. All right. In fact, I'm going to. I've got uh, in total for today's programs, I have five write that downs just on football alone because it feels like that type of football-y football type of day, okay? Let's do it. So I will start off with one of them. In light of what they have done, which is basically reconstruct their entire roster through free agency, the New England Patriots will return to the playoffs in 2021. The Patriots will be back in the playoffs this coming season after signing no fewer than about 75 guys or agreeing to terms, I should say with no fewer than 75 guys over the past two days. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Bill Belichick usually just kind of chills the first week of free agency. And this year he's like, all right, I ain't getting any younger and this team ain't getting any better unless we sign some guys. So exactly. See what happens. All right, AJ, this is your first swing here. All right. So I'm going to leave some of the football ones, the purple daily. So I'm going to start off with um, the wild. are going to win three of their four next games at least. Okay. They got two against the ducks. I think those are lock-ins and then they're on the road against Colorado. They've been struggling, but they're starting to get people somewhat healthy, maybe split there, but three of the four, I would say lock it in. Can they just keep playing the coyotes? Can can they just make that happen? You know what? Keep in mind that they started in the five game homestand that they swept through. They won two games against a very good Golden Knights team. Mm-hmm. This is the power play is atrocious, but the goaltending is good. It's a nice team. Five on five. They're fantastic. I am very impressed. I yep. am very impressed that after taking my advice and blowing up that locker room, that they finally come to a place where they are a damn good team and they're fun to watch. Yep. All right. Write this down. Rick Patino has now brought his fifth team to the NCAA tournament, Iona. 
write this down. The 15 seated Iona, whatever their nickname is, coached by Rick Patino. Gales. The Gales. The Iona Gales. Okay. The Iona Gales will upset two seed Alabama in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Oh, I love it. It's a home I run. Love that it. Yep. That's good. Rick Patino. I can All see right. it though. All right, back to Judd. All right. Jose Barrios will have the lowest ERA among twin starters this season. Not opening day starter Kenta Maeda. Jose Barrios will have the lowest ERA among the twin starters this season. And I probably should say that that that's with qualified innings pitch too. I was going to say if he goes out and Yeah, no, but if some if some slappy comes up and starts as an opener um and and you know, does well and ends the year with a 0 0 0 ERA, he wouldn't qualify. So I'm saying qualified innings pitched starters. So the actual rotation itself. Okay. Fair just enough. to flush that out. I feel like every year we've just been like, it's, it's always the same with him where he's really good. And we're, and we're just waiting for him to get to that Cy Young level. He's got the stuff and he's shown flashes at times. He's flirted with no hitters. Right. So oh, maybe, yeah. maybe this is it. Maybe this think, is the year. I think it's the clear cut too. He's better off now. Yeah, he he can get a little. Being the ace is basically gone now, right? Yes. So I think that's going to help Jose Brios's cause. Yep. All right, back to AJ. Your second prediction. This kind of piggybacks off uh, off yours, Phil. But I have a top five seed is going to upset, uh, be upset in March Madness in the first round, and then you'll see something on social media. I'm going to be specific by saying somebody with like a, a blue check mark, somebody's verified that Duke could have beaten. Whatever team upsetting. <laughs> so if Zion if Zion tweets that, d- does that count? I'm gonna yeah i I would say so because it would probably be a former Duke player who's in the NBA now or something who's ticked off they didn't make it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll let that go. So That's somebody, fair. Yeah. somebody who's a top five seed will get upset, and Perfect. then somebody who's verified on Twitter will say that Duke <laughs> could have beat uh, the team that was you know a twelve seater higher. I love it. And it's true. Like I, it, it opens the debate about, okay, why, like, why, why do we need some of these ragtag schools and why not just put Duke in, even though they're down this year? All right. My second prediction, I really believe in, in Fitz magic, man. I'm, I am a Ryan Fitzpatrick guy. I love the fact that you can just pick him up for $10 million every year. Like he's just available for $10 million. You know, I'm sure he'd love to make 25 or 30 and sign a long-term deal, but that ship is sort of sailed for him. He's, he's just, the hired gun every year. So write this down. Ryan Fitzpatrick will start at least 10 games for Washington this year, and Washington will win that division. So what I really want to say is like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is a genius strategy by Washington as they're in quarterback transition mode. Um, They have the freedom to draft someone if they want to. They can wait till next year if they feel like the draft didn't fall the way that they wanted it to. Like He just gives you ultimate flexibility for not very much money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it allows it allows you to sort of build a better roster or draft a quarterback and sit him like Miami did, and then he's always just sort of there as a good guy in the room to teach. He never gets mad when you like he gets a little bit disappointed and sad when you bench him for the young quarterback, but then he like comes back like a pro. Like he's, I just love, I love it. I love, the, he, I love, it. and he's sure he's making millions of dollars to be Fitz Magic Man. It's one of the greatest things of all time. Yep, it's a great gig. All right, Judd, your final prediction. All right, my final prediction for uh, this week. Off of Phil's, I will say 
that the that the Washington NFL team will not win the NFC East in 2021. In fact, I'm going back to the well. It will be the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott will be. I was so disappointed and, and perplexed by how horse bleep they were for much of 2020. And I don't think Mike McCarthy's that bad a coach. And I think Dallas has talent. I think they're going to rebound and I think they are going to win the division. And I'll even say above 500 record. Okay. Wow. They're not okay. going to be eight and well, wait, it'd be, it'd be eight yeah. and yeah. Now. Eight, eight and nine. Your math is close. <laughs> no, but, but you can't be eight, eight and eight now. Right. Cause they're going up to uh, 17 games. So yeah. Can anyway, you be, no. Yeah. You could be eight, eight and uh, one. Yeah. I was trying to think of what would be, but it, it's all changed. I really hate math. All right. <laughs> All right. Back to AJ. Dallas. Uh, uh, I'm going to go. So I'm not the, I'm not the biggest Timberwolves guy, but I ha have been just loving Anthony Edwards so far. He's yeah. kind of been coming into his game. I like his personality. He's good for the team. He's awesome. Um, I think he's probably going to score at least 30 points in one of the next three games. So they have three games between now and next, write that down. I'm going to say in one of those games, he's scoring at least 30 points. He had a career high 34 to uh, two games ago. He's going to repeat that and maybe more. I love it. I love it. And um, my final prediction is also a Wolves prediction. I was going to make an I was going to make an Edwards prediction. I'm just going to go with this, though. The Wolves have two games against Phoenix and one game against Oklahoma City between now and next week's Rat that down. The Wolves will win two of three of those games. The Wolves will win two out of the next three. I think even though they they wound up losing it down the stretch last night and getting sort of blown out in the fourth quarter, um, like they were hanging tough again. Ant Edwards, ever since, and it's like a four-game sample, but whatever Chris Finch told him during the All-Star break about efficiency and getting to the hoop, he's gone from shooting three of 15 every single night to at least being like, you know, closer to 50% and sometimes over 50%, which is huge. Uh, dots and uh and make eight of them right so uh they're gonna win two of their next three before next week's write that down all right and those are the predictions aj how do you feel about your first ever write that down session i feel pretty confident i would say um i think the wild are gonna give me a at least a guaranteed hit on the board the other two are a little up for grabs edwards could come close i don't know about the <clears throat> excuse me the march madness one with duke that one's a little out there but i, I like think the wild one, are gonna give me on the board yeah. What was your training regimen going into your first ever rate that down session? I want pretty much what it sounds like. I, I wanted to get something that was maybe out there, but would maybe give me a hit. Something that was maybe off the wall. Um, and then just kind of looking around and seeing what, what players are hot. That's where Anthony Edwards comes in. I like yeah. it. Very good solid. Sound, good sound strategy there from AJ Fredrickson debuting on write that down. Uh, Declan, Declan gets a, gets a week off of what will most likely be it will probably incorrect bachelor predictions, quite frankly, but, um, we'll get him back in the mix next week. And that's a wrap on today's episode of Mackie and Judd, write that down predictions every Wednesday on both Mackie and Judd and purple daily. And we will see you guys tomorrow for what should be a very juicy, reckless speculation Thursday with our friend, Darren Doogie Wilson. We'll get a scoop session in the mix. Happy St. Patty's day. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you.
This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.